Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back uh, to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, this is Kaylin McDuff. I am your hostess with the mostess, and I am here joined by Hannah Marie Muse. Um, thank you so much for being here, Hannah. Mm, yeah, thank you for having me. It feels really good to be in your sweet presence today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for my listeners to just to let you in, you know, I think at this point, if you've been listening on a regular basis, you know that the way that I find podcast guests is I just like find people who are alive in the world. And then I'm like, great. Do you want to come on the show? Uh, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of strategy involved. There's not a lot of research. It's just simply, I feel people in the world and then I follow my desire to connect with them. And so I was at this, uh, this dinner recently with, um, sex educators and coaches, uh, and body workers, just all sorts of amazing people in, uh, Topanga here in California. And I sat next to Hana at this dinner and after the dinner, I was like, okay, you know, wow, so many people there. Um, but I was just so clear that I wanted to connect with you specifically um, in this form. I just felt your like magic and your presence. Mm -hmm. So I know you've been on a little journey driving all day today. So thank you so much for being here. Mm, wow. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. For having me. That dinner was beautiful so beautiful mm -hmm. and so full of, of powerful people. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we get to connect outside of that space. And mm -hmm. I love being a part of your magic. This is really <laughs> amazing. Um, well, so I'm going to tell you all just a little bit about Hana, and then we're just going to jump right in. Um, so she is known as a, as a modern day muse. And if you are asking yourself, like, what the hell does that mean? I'm just going to say, you don't really need to know what it means. Um, what I would have you do is actually feel the energy of that word. <sighs> and that is who Hana is. <laughs> and so, you know, in addition to that, um, she has done ecstatic dakini training, which I am curious about that. Um, she's done um, just tantra work um, and she's a body worker. She's a Reiki master. Um, and she she calls herself a literal temple priestess. <laughs> 
<laughs> which that just turns me on so much. Um, so, uh, so with that, I think we're just gonna, we're gonna just dive in and, uh, see whatever wants to come through. Sometimes when I bring people on this show, I'm like, oh, I think this thing or that thing, or, but in this case, I'll just tell you all, I have literally no idea, um, what's going to happen here, but I do, I do think it's going to be, uh, magical and mystical. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, usually I like to sort of ground in people's stories, but I, and maybe we'll get, we'll get to that probably at some point, but I just want to hear like what feels on and alive for you right now in this moment. Ah, what a question. Mm, what feels on and alive for me? I am feeling full of love and adventure and pussy power, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I had a really long drive back home from this uh, unleashed music festival that I was at. And it gave me so much time to really feel into my power and to reflect right with this full moon around where I've been and where I'm going and how magical life is when you wake up one day and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, it's all here. Every single thing that I've ever wanted or desired to Mm -hmm. create has manifested and it's just going to get better. Mm. Yeah. And I was really feeling into what this life is and relationships and people and how we go out of our ways to be with people or not be with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then the, the value, right? The worth of it all, because you can only create a life by design when you trust that you're worthy of it. Mm-hmm. When you lean into the crunchiness and the authenticity and the, I love the human fragility Mm. of, um, yeah, being vulnerably connected to a life beyond your wildest dreams. Mm. I'm still saying fuck yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Everybody just breathe that, breathe that in for a moment. Hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I'm curious, you know, because from what I can just feel in your energy and, you know, what I can read from what I know about you, uh, you are a woman who has gotten deeply in touch with darkness, Mm. you know, Mm. and I'm like, those are the kind of bitches I want to bring on my podcast. (laughs) You gave me the chills. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So tell me, yeah. Tell me just, uh, tell me a little bit about that and your experience with that. Gosh, darkness, my goodness. How can you feel that? I, I like to think that people mm. feel the darkness because I've given myself permission to have so much joy, but I had to know. I like had mm-hmm. to know the depth of pain to even understand and delight in the quality of love. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, what I what I notice about you is uh 
there you have a lot of range, mm. right? So sometimes you'll talk to someone and it's like, oh my gosh, a fluttery creature of the light. And, and I don't want to make that wrong, right? That's just, that's some people's path in this lifetime. Um, and sometimes you talk to people who are like, really have a lot of facility with darkness, you know, and then there's like a creature like you, which is sort of like, okay, I know what's down there and I, I can feel the approval that you have for it, you know, and how you're willing to just like flutter into the light or the dark or whatever, like wants to come through. That's actually like from an authentic place. Mm. Mm. Wow. I just fell in love with you a little bit. <laughs> I really, yeah, I, I um, I celebrate sisters that can see that. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and it, I notice in myself, like recognizing your presence and your power and your ability to really be and feel mm. people. So thank you. Mm. Absolutely. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Darkness. You know, it, it makes me think about the ecstatic Dakini training. Mm-hmm actually, because a Dakini, a dancer of the sky, um, a cosmic woman that eats the shadow. And <sighs> like, ah, and I want to let me eat the darkness with you and alchemize it and be in the muck and the mud and let it fertilize something brilliant and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been a huge part of my life. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's beautiful because I was thinking too, when you were reading through all the things I've done, I'm like, you know, you don't really see yourself often. You're just, I'm just so me. It's like, is a tree? Yeah. Really? No, it's a tree. Or is it just such a tree? And we're mm-hmm. over here gazing at the beauty of this tree, but the tree is just being a tree. Right. And, and that, that for me was a, you know, my story of like becoming a Dakini, becoming a Tantrika, like really getting involved with these things was because I had consistently been alchemizing energy my whole life. So Mm -hmm. again, I, I actually, these stories are interesting to share, um, because I have so much reverence for them, but my darkness, gosh, I mean, it started when I was a child yeah, and really feeling unwanted and unloved. Mm. Uh, and I still, I can meet some of these places in myself. I, I have to wonder like, will they ever fully heal? Will they ever fully grow? Like, is this really the lifelong journey? We're here, we're in it. It gets easier and the momentum swirls upward, but we still meet these moments of ourselves um, and to hold. And I'm from Indiana. People don't oftentimes think that. Oh, oh my gosh. Indiana, huh? I'm from a small town in Indiana. Wait, what small town? Just out of curiosity. It's called Valparaiso. Okay. Well, I just randomly, I was a consultant, a traveling consultant at one time in my past when I was living in New York. And I ended up in a tiny city called like Munster, Indiana. Wow. So I really feel, I really feel you. I really, I really see you. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, it's tiny. It's there's, 
it's an interesting place, Indiana. Um, and I grew up there and I, it's actually outside of Gary. So I use a lot of an analogy and parable. Mm -hmm. And for people out there, Gary is one of the dirtiest and highest drug rate of like heroin addicts, crime. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was born right outside of Gary, Indiana, and it was always really symbolic for me. Like heroin mm -hmm. is huge. There's addiction in my family. There's, you know, a lot of trauma. My parents didn't really get along ever. And I mm -hmm. come to this planet fully remembering that I am an iridescent bubble. And that's the yeah. point. And so I remember this and I'm in Indiana with people that don't communicate, don't have a lot of love, um, obviously addiction. There's just not a lot of like transparent, vulnerable um, depth to the family that I was born mm -hmm. into. Yeah. And I, I really feel like though, that was this fertilizer for who I got to become. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And like being born in such a dark place, like what else are you going to do? You can't get stuck. Like you have to, you have to root down and rise up from something like that. Mm. And and that's, that's what I chose to do. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I want to also just put in that you don't have to root down and rise up. Many people don't. And it's amazing inside of all of that, that you did. Mm. Like you really chose it. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that's true. Wow. That's very true. Thank you. Um, yeah. In big ways too. You know, I think that we're all blessed with a problem in life. Mm -hmm. and, and if we use it to be our message, right? If we make our mess, our message, we can walk away creating something really medicinal for the planet. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like my personal experience in life, I had a lot of messes, you know. Mm. just from like the family and the addiction and like sexual abuse and oh my goodness there were just so many ways that um I could have been really angry mm -hmm. and it is it's a it's a privilege the word privilege keeps coming to me it's like a, such a privilege to be in this body and it's such a privilege to know who I am and it's such a privilege to choose the pleasurable thing. And it's such a privilege to explore polyamory when you were grown on Christianity and told that you were supposed mm. to be celibate until you got married. And like, it's <laughs> yeah. like all of these privileges that we get when we wake up to, wait, mm. who am I? And how do I want to live? What would be the most inspirational thing for me to be? Yeah, totally. Oh, I feel the same way. Mm. Um, what do you think it was? Uh, you know, I don't know all of the details of your childhood, but what was the thing in you that said, oh, like we're going to, we're going to choose something different. We're going to like alchemize this darkness. Hmm. Wow. Oh my gosh. It sounds so cliche. Hope. Yeah. Really like, you know, seeing my family 
I have such a strong code for love mm-hmm. and for divine masculine and feminine and um, the value system of that, like the network of connection and, and service to others. I was so appalled, appalled, like memories and lifetimes of like communication and Buddhism, like all of these things that I didn't know growing up, but didn't see any of. I, I was like, I have to hope for something. There's got to be something better than this. There's got mm-hmm. to be um, just the, the zhuzh, the real, the raw, the, the commitment, the devotion, the romance, like all of those things. I, I had to fight for them because they mm. just lived in my tiny little soul. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, that is amazing. And you know what I, uh, well, what I hear in that is just your willingness to trust yourself and trust the divine mm. Mm. that like there's something, there's something on the other side. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Hmm. What, um, what was your entry point to, uh, doing, you know, I say this work very broadly, <laughs> but what was the, yeah. What was the thing that sort of had you get on this path? Mm, thank you. Again, it's like, did I choose the path? The path chose me. There was no option at this point. Um, But I remember, so I had graduated high school early and I was doing college classes. I hated that system, by the way. I felt so neglected by the educational system. You know, how children are like, you know, and I didn't speak up for myself. Like I never realized how bad my childhood was and the fighting and the yelling and the screaming. I didn't realize I could have told someone and been like, Hey, I don't think this is normal. Like, yeah, what's going on here. So I do take responsibility at that point in my life. Um, but I basically after college where I was going to be an elementary educator, could you see me? <laughs> okay. Front- Wait, this is amazing. I <laughs> used to be an elementary educator. Are you serious? <laughs> Dead serious. Taught fifth and sixth grade in the Bronx in New York. Oh my gosh. Yep. So I totally, yep. I can see it. Girl from Indiana. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like really wanted to be with kids and help them access more of their truth mm-hmm. in the creation process of their identity which I still get to do now. It's just, I do it with whoever uh, yeah. wants to hang out with me off of Instagram, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I, I love the young ones, but um, anyways, yeah, I was in school and I was like, okay, this isn't working too. Yeah. Mind you at the time I was barely going to my classes. Like I was like, well, I'm, I don't go to my classes. I have a 4.0. How is this system even working? Why am I putting so much money into something that I've like, nearly hacked. Like I was doing so well, but not attending. Uh, It just didn't feel integral. It didn't feel real. Um, So I remember being like, okay, this phase of my life is over. Thank you. And I moved into a circus warehouse, a loft in Chicago. 
I swear I was like, I think I was a house cleaner for a little bit. I was cleaning houses. I actually went to a Burning Man party, uh, an underground Burning Man party. And these people adopted me in. I was like 1920. They were so creative, Kaylin. They were artistic and loving communicative. I was like, oh, this is like more of what a family feels like. What are we creating? Let's work on a project together. Mm. Yeah. And from there, uh, it was actually a man. I love giving men credit for all of a lot of my growth, men and women relationships. Right. I was dating this beautiful man. He got me a job at a yoga studio that his friend owned. Mm -hmm. And from there I became obsessed, like yoga. I became a massage therapist. Um, Mm. I was really involved in art, community building, fundraising, and uh, gosh, the rest is her story, her story until now. (laughs) Wow. So this was actually like age 19, like you're sort of starting to go down this path. Yeah, I was, um, I was ready. I was really primed because, wow. um, I mean, I had been traveling. I had been really immersed in psychedelics for quite some time up at this point. Um, and all throughout my early twenties, I was taking psychedelics, like really getting curious about what I would consider counterculture or like festival. Yeah. Culture. And, um, at the time, a lot of it was play. I'll I'll admit hundred percent what I got from that though, was this freedom of expression Mm. and, uh, seeing like, mind you again, I'm from Indiana. So I didn't know that I could like do massage at a festival and make $3,000 and then go camping the next week. Like that's (laughs) that's unheard of. Like, this is crazy talk. So it was, uh, a really powerful time of my life Hmm. to just drink people and places and things in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) I just, I love that. I mean, I love hearing, uh, hearing people's uh, journeys, you know, and yours, it feels like it was like sort of like a slow drip and, you're like, oh, and now here I am. <laughs> right. And then, you know, some people have to like hit a real like bottom moment and get so completely desperate, you know? Mm. Um, I've had those too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's be clear. Yeah, I, I feel blessed because my initial initiation into the path yeah. was very natural. It, yeah. it was very like, oh, I'm moving to Chicago and oh, I've met these people and oh, I'm in love with this man and oh, I'm in massage school now. And oh, my massage teacher thinks I should be a Reiki master. Oh, like, bah, 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 bah. so very guided. Yeah. Um, but I had a huge like, come to Jesus. What are you doing with your life moment? Um, actually I went to jail about it in like 2012, 2013 at this point, it's history again. Um, but that was like when I really started taking myself and my energy even more seriously. Uh, yeah. What, um, what was the experience like of hitting that bottom? God, in retrospect, 
thank the heavens that it happened. My, I was, you know, okay. Life is a symbol. I'm so into inner and outer. Even my name mm-hmm. is the same forwards and backwards. Um, I was like selling weed with my mm-hmm. ex. This is before weed was legal, obviously. Yeah. And it wasn't working. We weren't working. It wasn't working. I have so much potential. Why? Why am I wasting my life doing yeah. this thing that bless the herbalists? But there are people that are passionate about herb. I'm not passionate about herb. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm passionate about like flowers and, and gardens and such. So I was not, it wasn't like completely the wrong thing. Yeah. But it was like, why am I in this space? I had no idea what I was doing, the trouble, blah, blah, blah. And, um, it was so eye-opening, like our system, our government, like being involved, having to like, holy smokes, look at my life and where I was at. And I was literally in a, a concrete cell. So I was like, okay, I've created an interesting thought process. Like I have created a world that I can't get out of. So it was a really big spiritual awakening around where are my thoughts? What am I building with my life? What direction am I going? Like, mm-hmm. Who am I going to be? What am I going to stand for? And this actually, for anyone out there that is into um, the art of uh, prayer and spoken word and the power of our word and frequency, it was a moment. I was in jail 11 days. My partner at the time was in jail three months. And I attest it to, I did yoga every day in jail. I sang songs of freedom to my water. I literally was like, all right, all of my spiritual toolkit, like, what is it going to take to get me the fuck out of this situation as soon as possible? And it was, I mean, it worked in the sense that my life shifted again, drastically this time into um, a different reality. Wow. Okay. I am just so getting off (laughs) this idea of a spiritual jail experience. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I called it my Vipassana. I was like, well, it was 11 days. (laughs) I did Vipassana afterwards too. Yeah. Highly recommend just going to Vipassana over jail. Just do not go to, yeah, let's maybe not. Yeah. But you know, I, um, yeah, there's, you know, you were meant to be on that path. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and for me, I, um, you're like the second person I've talked to in the last couple of days. Who's like, Oh yeah. Like I did a stint in jail, you know, like in the someone, you know, that's very alive in the transformational world. And, um, and I find this just, uh, it's, it's a, it's an opportunity for me to look at all of my conditioning, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I grew up as like, my identity was like, be a good girl, follow the rules, go to the university, do what the people tell you to then go into corporate America, then la, 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 you know, and it's like, now I'm sitting here, uh, on my podcast, like inter- interviewing a woman who once went to jail for 11 days. Oh no. You know, it's, it's really, um, it's, it's just like an amazing experience for me to, to like, just be witness to all of it. <sighs> And, uh, and I just, I'm like, I just love it. Like, I love the story of it and I love the journey of it. 
Yeah. And I, and, you know, I thank you for owning that. Cause it is this, it's a condition and like, girl, it takes a work <laughs> to be myself. Sometimes I'm like, there are so many things that I could be frustrated about. And like mm-hmm. you would, I, my own resume, I mean, I, I have to laugh at because I did the complete opposite of you. I was like, mm-hmm. well, society has ruined me. My family is miserable. So whatever right. they did did not work. And they wanted me to do all of these things. But why would I take advice yeah. from people that are unhappy? And um, I rebelled in, in so many ways. And as much as my rebellious spirit, I love. Um, yeah. Like I said, there were moments in my life when I realized, okay, what are we rebelling against? And is it in mm-hmm. service? Is it in alignment? And um, yeah, but being walking to the beat of one's own drum, like, you know, something that I celebrate is I've spoken on stages with like 200 people at yeah. summits for like talking about cacao and plant medicines. And I have clients and <clears throat> that are like CEOs of million dollar companies. And, um, I look at myself and I'm like, yep, still went to jail. Like <laughs> yeah. still did all of this really wild and crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've had like near death experiences. I just, yeah. I mean, what can we do? We're here. <laughs> what can we do we're here yeah oh my gosh I I love all of that wow thank you just thank you for your generosity (laughs) I've never been so turned on about jail Oh my gosh. Wow. And, and, and you know, the, here's the other thing though, that I just like, I want to say to have all my listeners here, um, is like, it's, it's sort of a taboo thing, right? So it just, it, because of our conditioning. And so there's something that's like automatically that I'm just drawn to because of the tabooness of it, you know, like, and, but, but the thing I really want to say is like, what I think is super hot, if you will, about your, uh, the way that you are about it is just the like acceptance and the self-love and the full ownership. Right. And it's not, I don't get the sense that you're like, okay, yeah, fuck you. Like you're, you're actually like, okay, this is a part of me. And, um, and you just own the experience fully. Mm. And that is like ultimate sovereignty. Thank you. It's ownership and it's, um, I'm, I, I do my best to not identify. Like I don't identify. Yeah. I'm not like, Oh, I'm like, a- oh, I was the girl who, yeah, exactly. It's like, it doesn't have to be a part of who you are. Yeah. You know, I, I dated, I love dating interesting people. I dated this guy who was a monk for 12 years, like a literal monk and <laughs> not anymore. Obviously. Oh my gosh. I mean, I mean it's not obvious. Okay, continue. Well, we, well, we made love, so he's not a monk. Anymore. Oh, okay, got it, got it, um, got it. Yeah, I don't think monks can have girlfriends. Right, right, right. Okay, clear. <laughs> Just for all your listeners, monks. Well, yeah, don't date. Yeah, they're meditating. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he was telling me, and I love this. It's like when we have these life experiences, are we drawing a line in concrete? that concrete will never go away. Are we drawing a line in the sand? Okay. That's easier to let go of. 
are like, fuck it. Why not draw a line in the air? What's the line? Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I, I feel like I've done enough work to yeah, be able to like, let things go. Just let things go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Breathe, let it go. Wash it away. You know, rinse, repeat. I love getting things dirty just to see them cleaned up. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's one of my kinks too. No way. Oh, I love, I just love making, like, I love a mess, you know, because I, I also, yeah, I love the act of like cleaning up. Yeah. Yeah. Filthy gorgeous. Like what? It's all here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Love that. Hmm. Well, um, what is, uh, what is inspiring you in your work right now? Mm. Oh, what is inspiring me in my work right now? Yeah. You know, I'm focused on a few different things. I'm with my coaching work. I just love my private clients. I love that life experience and, you know, my path and, and how the magic of meditation and breath work and embodiment have changed my life so much that I get to use these stories and these moments and these rituals to support women in really owning their part and owning that like you can be messy and still beautiful and you can go to jail and still own your company, you know, like just all of these Mm -hmm. things. Um, It's, it's really powerful to yeah just like be with women on their awakening journey Mm. and to it like pushes my edges even like it it pushes me who is on the edge of most things to like want to even grow more and want to expand more and like to be able to explore those depths. I'm so feminine in nature, but it takes such devotion and commitment to create containers and to hold space for people. So like being able to manage and grow into this woman that is supporting even more people, like it's just, it feels alive. And what is inspiring me about it is that it's working. It's so working. And um, I'm actually at a really beautiful crossroads where I was working a lot with men now I'm working more with women and now I'm bringing them all together at these like dating and dinner events. Oh my gosh. This is so hot. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I feel like a bit, like I said, you know, my family growing up, I was like, how the fuck are you guys not in love? It's really easy. You love and you have fun. Like, let's go do it. And, um, Now I just did my first dating event and it was authentic relating Tantra games, the most amazing, (laughs) beautiful vegan meal, and just a bunch of epic humans coming together. Oh my gosh. This just just (laughs) sounds so luscious. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm, I'm really excited to be in a space where I can be like facilitating in groups. I love group containers. I've been a facilitator. Yeah. I love holding space and seeing people in the thick of it. Um, in all ways, you know, whether it's ritualistically or, 
yeah. talk shows. Um, but I'm I'm really juiced about partnership mm. and like getting people into the space of again color whatever picture you want, Mama Sita and Papisito. Like, <laughs> Like, who am I to tell you what your relationships will look like? Here's a bunch of beautiful people go daydream. And um, that's been really exciting mm. to just yes. see people find their truth. Yeah, I think um, creating, it's so powerful to create like an energetic vortex within a container like that. Um, and then just see whatever like wants to come through. I mean, I went to a Tantra speed dating event recently (laughs) and, you know, I was like, I don't know. Right. Well, like, we'll just see. I'm open-minded. And like, I met an amazing man. Yeah. And, um, and so it's, uh, yeah, just as you're, as you're speaking, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so present to, uh, just the power of like, okay, just bring the people together and then whatever wants to come through, you know, can just come through if you allow it. Mm. Yeah. Bringing the people together. It is, it's just about people and like the intuition and, and this event also, it was for dating. Cause I'm obsessed with love, but yeah. so many new connections came from like so oh my god collaborations yeah friendships magic it's it is it's spaces I love creating spaces like we just need more spaces in life for people to like like (laughs) undress themselves and come home I, I am so on board with this. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I love, um, I love creating spaces too. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. Well, um, you know, okay. One thing I do actually want to ask you about, I'm, I'm just like, do, do, do feeling my way through the space here. Okay. I gotta know about your Dakini training Mm -hmm. and just like that whole pathway. Um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I've had, I, you know, studied with one of my teachers, one of my Tantra teachers, uh, or not one of my Tantra teacher. I've only had one, (laughs) um, this, this year and, um, you know, learned a little bit about this, the, the role of the Dakini. And I'm just like, so, um, I'm just so drawn to that archetype. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, just to start, I would love for you to share with people like what that role actually is, you know, cause I think, I don't think that's a word that's, uh, really, uh, people are throwing around too much out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we can sort of go into, you know, what your experience has been. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you for asking. Yeah. So a Dakini, what is that role? I love the archetype as well. It's, it's one of my, <laughs> I can claim it, own it, love it, love it. Um, gosh. And it's so open to interpretation too. Yeah. But for me, the Dakini archetype is this like ancient, cosmic, infinite wisdom, primordial Shakti energy that clears anything that isn't truth. Mm. 
that knows what is truth that it's so funny. Cause like when I think of a bikini too, it's almost like a masculine and feminine version. Like it's very yeah. feminine in form, but again, it's that. It's state. holding, it's holding. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. Like I'm going to hold you until you remember your mm-hmm. truth. And what I love about the work and just what has come into my life is that like, I mean, people literally pay me to be with me so that I can hold a space of truth for them while they remember themselves. And because a bikini is so connected, and this is what I love about you, you're really connected to the subtle energy field. Like you feel so Mm -hmm. much. I feel so much. What a blessing. What a curse sometimes. What a... (laughs) What a bold life move to be like, well, here we are feeling and knowing all the things. Yep. Can't unsee it or unfeel it. Damn it. Cannot unsee it or unfeel it. (laughs) I mean, I'm saying. Yeah. So being able to really hold that space and speak to the nuances of energy and speak to the separation and speak to the connection and speak Mm -hmm. to what's next and to know and to feel and to trust. It's ecstasy. Mm-hmm. And that, it's so funny. You're so good. I love this conversation because that's actually why I love life and depth and darkness is in Western philosophy, right? Even in, mm-hmm. in America, and people think Tantra is this like super sexual thing, but it's actually finding ecstasy in all of it. Mm. And just being like, wow, here we are. Like, what an experience. Yeah. How can I eat this shadow? How can I pr- like hunt this prey? How can I expand myself towards more pleasure while also annihilating anything in my path and enjoying even the process of annihilation, even the egoic process of annihilation, the identity process of annihilation, like really clearing all of that uh, but being sexy while you do it uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah mm. Mm. <laughs> what is um what is the hottest part about annihilation for you mm. gosh I just see like the phoenix rising yeah like the 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 phoenix the rise the the like the knowing you know there's a goddess Inara she like goes down to the seventh layer of hell and she like collects people from from the the base of hell and then she comes back up and she comes back in full regality and she just Mm -hmm. owns her space and and I, I love being able to annihilate like patterns and um gosh people and identities and like building whatever you want from that like allowing yourself to just build and be and grow and annihilation doesn't always have to be like going to jail doesn't always have to be that way that for me was a big like oh wow I wanted to annihilate myself here we are um annihilation can be gentle as the breath you know Mm. that's actually something that as I grow and mature I'm like Mm -hmm. oh (laughs) how easeful can I annihilate the things in my life that don't serve me (laughs) 
Okay, that just feels like an energy peak. How useful <laughs> can I annihilate the things in my life that do not serve me? Fuck yes. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's, you know, when you stop uh, resisting it, and you just allow, mm. it's actually easy to fall apart. Mm. I love that. And when you let things fall apart without scrambling to fix or hold them all together, there's some, there's always, always a gemstone. Yeah. I like this. I see the visual of a geode, right? Mm-hmm. like a geode cracks and like how often do people are people like trying to and I was there you know I've been there like oh my geode is cracking let me gather all the pieces and put them like hold them together and they're like there's yeah. little threads and I'm trying to glue and spit things like oh stay, 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 stay. it's like if we just let it all fall apart yeah and then like see that there's a diamond inside of it waiting to just like be loved and adored and maybe even polished <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> totally. Let go. Totally. Mm. There is always a diamond waiting to be polished. Mm. Beautiful. Well, that just feels like a perfect place to put a period on it. Um, and as we wrap up, um, I would love for you to share, um, about where people can find your work, um, any offerings, anything you have coming up that you want, to, you want the people to know about. Mm, beautiful. Thanks. Thank you so That's, much. Yeah. <laughs> ah, wow. Okay. So find me, follow me on Instagram, my beautiful muses. You can find me <laughs> at Hannah Marie, the muse. And then I, my website is Um, The only thing that I'm offering right now for anyone outside of LA is to work with me one-on-one. And my final three months, October, November, December, I am booking now. I have space for three more women. So that would need to, oh, but we're not launching this until October. Yeah. So okay. we'll see. Maybe. Maybe you'll have space. Maybe not. This is true. But still, just be in touch with me. If you are in a space of initiation, if you are, I like to call them, I work with people in the birthing canals. (laughs) If you are in a birthing canal, if you are birthing a particular part of yourself, if you're ready to be more confident and just to show up in that fully expressed fuck yes. Mm -hmm. I am the muse for you and you are the muse for me and we will get you living vibrantly and authentically. That is, that is my, that is my gift. That is my, my offering right now is, is one-on-one work. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Um, well, Hannah, thank you so much, um, for being here this, uh, yeah, this is so much of why I do this show, um, is it's just so nourishing for my spirit every single week, uh, to get to be in a conversation like this 
And uh, so thank you for, for being a part of it and sharing your energy with me. And, you know, it's a total benefit that other people get to listen, <laughs> but mostly for me, I just had a great time. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me. I know I, I had so many energetic, like tingling yeah. sensations <laughs> and opening moments. So I appreciate yeah. this coming together. Mm. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.